family. Welcome to another episode of Soulful <laughs> Conversations with Frank and Sheila Battle. Family, I'm going to tell you why I'm laughing. <laughs> family? We just had a conversation. Um, well, I don't even know what to call this. We're we, we going to see what it is. Um, at the end of the last podcast, the last episode, mm-hmm. I stated that, you know, we love your questions, yes. the conversations that come. And so we kind of had a conversation based off. We just had a whole moment. A whole moment. <laughs> um, and we, we, um, we figured we would just turn the mics back <laughs> turn the mics on back and on share the conversation with y'all. Share the conversation. Yes. So I don't know if this is going to make it, but we're going to see. It's going to make it. So here's what happened, family. Ooh. So, as Frank said, mm. at the end of the last episode, we said that we love questions, right? And we were talking about um, this retreat that we went to, this marriage retreat that we went to. Mm. And one of the things that came up in the retreat, I believe it came up in the men's session, but mm. it definitely came up in the women's session. And it came up during some of the general sessions was about porn. Yes. And since we, since our last tip was about the sexless marriage... We feel like all of these dots are connecting. So we were talking about the sex, sexless marriage. We were talking about, you know, wanting to address your questions. Um, this was one of the things that came up in the retreat. And this has been a question. Yeah. Right. So we've had, you know, women ask us, you know, what do I do if um, my husband is addicted to porn and I'm struggling with that, but he's not. Right. And so during this retreat, it really hit me that. Number one, um, porn isn't the only uh, sexual sin or the only sexual challenge or intimacy challenge in a relationship. And so uh, Frank and I started having a conversation. I started sharing um, with him what I felt like was a revelation about the other side of that coin. Right. So for men. You know, we talk about porn, porn, porn and how awful it is and how bad it is. It's a marquee discussion. Right. It's it's easy to just throw porn out there and make porn the conversation and make men feel bad and do all of that and and all of what comes with that. Right. And so what I wrote as a note during the, the retreat was that while men likely struggle with images, women tend to struggle with imagination. So you have images versus imagination, right? So images um, is is that that lane where you have porn, yes, right? Whether it's pictures, whether it's videos, whether it's you know full out movies, clips, memes, whatever, right? Um, it is raw, right? There's nothing romantic. There's no storyline, right? It's just it's just raw sex, right? Um, it leads to um, stimulation, right? You are a man is immediately or sometimes not so immediately, depending on how desensitized he's become to it. But the stimulation is part of the addiction. It's mm-hmm. part of why men watch porn. Right. But ultimately, what it results in is a release. Right. It it results in masturbation. It results in a, in the in the release. Right. With women. It's a little different. So I'm going to run through the same four points <laughs> on the women's side. 
So I wrote this. I wrote this out, and and we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your feedback. So for women, the struggle tends to be with imagination. So rather rather than have porn, women dive into fantasy. And I know that some women do watch porn, and some women do watch porn. And and like I said, there's no absolutes, family. We're just talking in very generic, general terms, but. I believe, and this is just my my own research, my own conversations, my own soulful conversations with all of these women and the work that Frank and I are doing with couples. But women tend to fall into fantasy and that fantasy is sourced with romantic ideas, with romanticism. Right. The things that make a woman feel valued, feel treasured, feel attractive, feel adored, feel worshipped even. Right. And that builds a story. It builds a story. It, you, you create a story in your head and then that story becomes a real and you come back to it. You hit rewind and you come back to it whenever you don't feel attractive, whenever you don't feel wanted, whenever you don't feel valued, treasured or honored by your partner. And so these four stages are similar to the four stages that men go through with porn. The issue is that we don't talk about that. We just harp on this porn thing. So the other reason why this came up was the question that I was asked. I countered the question with a question about this young lady's imagination. I said, well, okay, so if your husband is watching porn, okay, there's nothing that we can do about that in the context of this conversation. But what are you what are you doing? How are you supplementing your thought life as a result of your husband's porn addiction or his propensity to watch porn? Because every person who watches porn isn't addicted. Um, I said, well, so what are you what are you doing and who are you fantasizing about? Like, what's the fantasy that's being created in your head to make up for the pain and the hurt that you feel by this betrayal? And so. I will give it to this young lady because she was honest and she said my ex, one of my exes. So I basically extract my husband out and I insert this person and then I play out a romantic story to soothe myself, to make myself still feel wanted, to still feel attractive, to still feel adored. And so what Frank it where Frank and I landed after we went over the river and through the woods about mm-hmm. all of that, because mm-hmm. I even shared a personal example with him where I have been guilty of doing that and that how that gets sourced for a woman. So mm-hmm. for me, I grew up with a mother who watched Young and the Restless, All My Children, General the Hospital, stories. the stories. And so you are you are immediately sourced with an idea, an ideal of what romantic love looks like. If you was watching General Hospital and what was the boy Luke and Laura? Luke and Laura's wedding was the wedding of the century before Charles and Diana. You don't know nothing about that. Okay. I, I knew it was on. I just it was on, know. right? So um, Nikki and Victor yeah. off of the Young and the Restless, right? Like, so we've been we've been informed. Those of you who are my age who know about these characters today, they don't have that. We have Real Housewives of Atlanta and New Jersey and Connect- the Beautiful. I think it's, but it's it and 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 the stories that are out now are the reality TV shows, and they're raunchier. 
It's 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 rougher. It's yeah. it's edgier than anything that we was watching in the 70s and 80s on regular television, mm-hmm. right? So if you are sourced and your and your um idea around romance, around um what your romantic story should be is mm-hmm. influenced by all of these things, then you are in an alternate reality just as much as a man is watching porn. Yeah. And so what we want to encourage family is that you be careful, be careful with all of this, because um, where we landed in the conversation is what you end up doing is creating a monster, which I call you Frankenstein, the Frankenstein effect. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the Frankenstein effect. So you start saying, Mm -hmm. I want this part from this person. Um, I, and, And it's easy to do with looks. So let's do it that way. So I'm six feet tall. My husband is 6'6". Six, six. So if I'm trying to piecemeal a man together, I'm trying to piecemeal my fantasy together. He got to be 6'6". Six, six. He got to be this complexion. He got to weigh this much. He got to make this much money. Like you start piecemealing a man together. It's the Frankenstein effect. If you are a person who watches porn, you taking a clip from this movie and a clip from this video and an image from this thing. And you're you're formulating a Frankenstein. You're It's the Frankenstein effect. You're creating an image. You're creating an idol. Ooh. I didn't know that was going to slip out. You're creating an idol family. This is idol worship. Like it's, it's so, it's so many layers to this. There's so many layers to this. And, and honestly, family having a soulful conversation with your spouse is the way to kill the monster. Secrecy is how these things breed. It's like baby's kids. They don't die. They multiply. And before you know it, these fantas the fantasy becomes fantasies and the story becomes stories and the real becomes reals. And before you know it, you're in a full blown mental, emotional relationship with an image that you've created. That's not your spouse. Yeah. And so what you can end up doing is if your spouse isn't naturally romantic, but that's something that you know that you like. Um, you start exchanging out. You start saying, okay, well, you're not romantic, but my my ex, my last boyfriend, he used to do this and he used to do that. And before you know it, you're thinking about it. You're not cheating. You're not going to call him. You're not going to DM him. You're well, not going to text him. Cheating? Well, I mean, you're not physically. <laughs> yes, because we know that emotional affairs are yeah. very real. But I think it's hard to have an emotional affair by yourself. Oh, I yeah. think there has to be some engagement and it waters that yep. thing. But you can be in a very, very unhealthy place within the Fantasy. thoughts of your own mind if you are dripping in and dipping into this idea of fantasy and story um, without it being checked. You know what I'm saying? So, family, we just want you to be careful about that. Yes, porn is a problem. We are not taking anything away from no. that. We are not diminishing the effects that porn has on relationships, on human sexuality, on connection, all of that. All of that is absolutely true. But, family, the other side of that coin is this idea around fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. It's this idea around I'm just going to make up a scenario. I'm going I'm going to reframe what just happened. I'm going to memorialize this in a different way and I'm going to pull my husband, my spouse, my partner out and I'm going to insert the person who I think will do the things that give me joy and pleasure. And, and it is 
It is just toxic. It's it's a toxic way to think. It's a toxic cycle of thought to get into. And it is just as addictive as watching porn. And the sad testament is for both, whether it's porn or fantasy, is two people who aren't the real people. Who aren't the real people. You know, you you Frankenstein. And just like with Frankenstein, if an arm fall off, then you go put another part on you know, you you got so it's like if you it, it can be replaced one boyfriend with another boyfriend or with the guy at work who came in that the UPS guy that yeah you, you know, start he got, fantasizing he about got the muscles yeah. you know and you like the muscles and you put them arms on and so yeah it's it's a very serious thing it's um, a very serious and it's like when we were talking to I like when we was having our off camera conversation when you mentioned the effects of Hallmark movies in terms yeah of how, so we they not sponsor either but. That goes in line with these reality shows. It's yeah. all the same thing. So, well, I, one of the points that I made about that, because my husband don't watch Hallmark movies and he don't watch Lifetime movies, so he don't know the difference between the two. But Lifetime movies is everything from Snapped to romantic Christmas movies, right? So they have a broader scope about how women view relationships, how right. women move in relationships. The Hallmark Channel, Ain't No Sex, and they don't even kiss till the end and everybody falls in love. The, the two people fall in love every single time, every single time They I have not watched. I don't watch a lot of this stuff, but I, 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 I did sit and watch for what, was during, the time of, during the time of sickness. Yeah. I, I just was watching them because I was like, well, what is this? Because we got some family members and they watch this stuff. And I was like, well, let me just see what is happening on here. And that's not realistic either. And I understand escapism and that sometimes it's just a de-stressor and you just watch this stuff for fun. But from the moment it turns from fun to fulfillment, we got a problem. That's key. When it shifts from just being fun, that you're just watching it to watch it to kill the time to do something that's, you know, not um, super mind, you know, rigorous and all of that. When you shift from fun to fulfillment and it's fulfilling you, it's making you feel good to watch this stuff. Be careful. That's all we're saying is be careful. And here's the thing. If you're, if you're, it's so interesting. I'm, I, really, I promise I want to write a paper on this stuff. It's so interesting to me because when you look at Lifetime, Hallmark, reality TV, all of this stuff, it's how you're creating the Frankenstein, right? So we were, we were joking about what are our family members who we love. Um, and she watches all of this stuff. And 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 there could be, it could be that the reason that she's missing out on a good man that's right in front of her is because he doesn't look like the Frankenstein she made. He doesn't move. He doesn't, he doesn't move in the world the way her the, the man she made does. And so all of this is reason yeah. to be careful, family. It's, and, and I think our point in all of this. And that Frankenstein is a big old it's gumbo. A big, it's, it's a big old gumbo. It's made up a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of lot. A whole lot of lot. Our point in all of this is that one isn't worse than the other. Yeah. Like that's where that's where we wanted to land yeah. with this. And even in the conversations with the the wives who have talked to me and and you <laughs> about their issues with their husbands um porn addictions or porn entertainment um is that don't don't mistake your fantasy as a lesser evil mm-hmm. than the porn mm-hmm. because they both are weighty they both are weighty and 
while porn um, does have psychological effects, it has physical effects, I'm not so certain that this fantasy world doesn't do the same thing. I don't know that there's science out there. Of course, you know, I'm going to look it up now. I'm going to look it up and see if there are any studies out there on this. But I think that if you spend too much time in fantasy Fantasy. mode, if you spend too much time over romanticizing the life that you want over the life that you have, that you could end up creating a story and rewinding a reel that puts you in a place that is disconnected from the life that you have yeah, and, and the you, same energy that you're using to keep that real going, you could be investing in the relationship. And if you're so deeply embedded into that and then you meet, like you said a few minutes ago, someone and they're who they are, but you've got all of these different parts and pieces of this person. I, I repeat it again because somebody in the back need to hear it. You could be missing out on somebody. That's that right. In their front of you. authentic self. That's right in front of you. Because you have gotten um, Idris and all the other folk. And it's not just physical. I know. Yeah, it's not just physical. So we don't want to put it like that's all we're talking about here. No, we're talking about personality. Mm -hmm. We're talking about interest. Mm -hmm. We're talking about intellect. We're talking about all of the things that make the ideal man for you. If you are if you are pulling those attributes from here, there and everywhere, if you're, you know, seeing things in movies or seeing things in these shows and you're like, oh, I wish my man did that. Oh, I I wish my husband did that. Oh, I wish my husband was romantic like that. And social media is another. Oh, my God. These engagement videos, these wedding videos, like before you know it, you're like. You hate your life. Like, you you start hating your life. You start resenting your life. We've created a culture of comparison. We have created a culture of comparison to our own detriment. And it is forcing us to miss out on all wonder and joy Mm -hmm. in the life that we have. Family, this is our point. The same energy that is being used on these outer entities could be invested in the relationship that you're in. If you are willing to surrender your fantasy to God's good plan for your life, you could end up with the love of a lifetime. If you are willing to surrender your physical lust, as far as porn goes, into creating a thriving sexual relationship with your partner in, in the ways that you can, right? You could be missing out on that. So the energy is being exhausted either way. You can either turn towards each other and invest that in, that energy in each other, or you could continue to source that energy outward in places that aren't part of your reality. And we just wanted to bring that to your attention to give you something to think about. Ladies, I'm not coming down on y'all. Y'all know I love y'all. I'm auntie all day and all night. <laughs> But if you are stuck in fantasy, if you are playing a loop in your mind with an ex or with someone that you have created in your own mind's eye, sis, I want to encourage you to lay that down. I want to encourage you to take that into prayer. I want to encourage you to ask God to untangle you from the fantasy and to help you pivot and shift your energy toward the person that you're in relationship with, because I think just that thought that, oh, my God, yes, I am doing that. Wait a minute. Like some of us are doing it. And we don't realize we're doing it. We've been doing it so long. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't even realize you're doing it. But if this has been a wake up call for you, we want to encourage you to start 
setting the say it's the same practice. My husband asked me, you know, well, what would what do they do? You know, mm-hmm. what do you do if you're if you're a female in this in this is in this scenario? You do the same thing that we ask the men to do. Set right. an intention and get some help. Get some help. Set an intention and get some help. It's a decision. It's a decision every day. We know people who who struggle with porn and it's a decision minute by minute. You know, um, Frank was talking about how, you know, in a conversation, his question is when that comes up with a husband, you know, what's, what's, your, your, trigger? Trigger? what's your trigger? What makes you resort to that? Yeah. Is it stress? Are you bored? Are you lonely? Are you angry at your wife? Are you feeling neglected? Mm-hmm. Are you because sometimes what's driving you to porn doesn't have anything to do with sex at all. Nope. It doesn't have anything to do with sex at all. And so getting to know yourself, doing that journaling that Frank talks about, Mm -hmm. being in that self-reflective mode to know, wait, why do I do this? Some people do it as a response to an abuse that they suffered as a child. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things contribute to these behaviors. And so what we want you to do is be Mm self-reflective, set an intention, make the decision, make the decision, then set the intention and then get some help. And if you need help finding folks that will help with that, like I said, we are we are in contact with a wonderful sex therapist and we would be more than happy to put you in touch with her to help you on your journey to wholeness in either of these scenarios. Because whether you are facing a struggle with porn or facing a struggle with fantasy, it is intended to distract you from a life that you can have and thrive in love. And and for fellas, you know, there there's a thing called accountability, brothers. If you find someone that you trust, yeah, that's a start. And just have the conversation and let that person be the person. Either you text or call when you're feeling that feeling like you're going in that direction to hold you accountable. Right. And I'm speaking from things that I've learned through being, I went to a men's conference years ago, and there was actually a very good session on this. Um, and it was one in which that's where the whole trigger came from, the accountability, and just other tools that um, were uh, were very helpful to this in that session. But the accountability one is one that um, people actually did it before they left the room. Yeah, you found know, they found, found an account, accountability yeah. partner. Like, yeah, like a group of men came together and they, I, you could see them on the side. Because I mean, one guy did he keep he mentioned, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I went because we go to the same you know church and this is my dude right here. We gonna we gonna he gonna help me right. And so it's it's a it, it's a conversation where you can be very comfortable, um, build confidence and comfort with someone to help you get through it. Is like as Sheila said, you can always get help. Yes, yes, getting help. Yes, yes, yes. We want you to get some help. We want you to get some help. And we want you to, you know, we want you to realize what you're doing, honey. Like you, you might not realize what's causing the disconnection between you and your partner. Well, if your if your energy is saturated and focused on the Frankenstein you made, the monster that you made, the person that you made, then how could you really authentically experience connection with your with your spouse with your partner you in love with somebody else (laughs) Um, and that person isn't even real or that person is an ex and is no longer in your life and this is and for those who who are using an ex this is how emotional affairs happen because then all it takes is one hey how you doing all it takes is one oh you look good in that picture and then before you know it it's text messages and it's sneaking and it's lying and it's all of the things right the same things that men do 
when they're hiding porn. So family, we're going to let this go. But this question, <laughs> you know, we started talking about these questions and and we have more of them. Oh, but this this was, goodness. I feel like, a direct dot connection to the last podcast and the sexless marriage yeah. piece and what we were talking about. And so we just hopped back on. We didn't, you know. We didn't we didn't want to wait till tomorrow. We was having this hot and heavy conversation. And then we thought we would just turn the mics on and share the conversation, this soulful conversation with all of you. So if you're struggling in this way um, and you want help and you're ready to do something different or if you're going, wait, am I doing that? And you want to talk through it a little bit more to see if that's you. or Are you living in fantasy? Are you over romanticizing your life or the life that you want and not really accepting the life that you have and doing the work to change it then reach out and let's have a conversation and see how we can help all right this was supposed to be short and then boom okay that's it family i told y'all you wore out now ain't you i am (laughs) i am i I mean and and, (laughs) like i gotta go lay down i am and and for a lot lot of it's it's heavy for a lot of reasons and you know just the whole frankenstein thing when you know how a relationship can be how I feel like it's unfair. It's unfair to everybody. To everybody, exactly. Yeah. It's unfair for people to not have that true trueness and realness there. So that's where I am. Sorry, family. I'm, I'm Frank. And I am Sheila Battle. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of Soulful Conversation with Frank and Sheila. Take care, family. And please, please, please be well. I'm going to go lay down. Me too. <laughs> Peace, we love (laughs) y'all.